hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn. Welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We just want to thank you guys for listening, and we are excited to get into it today. But before we do, we want to welcome back our friend, Anne. Hi! (laughs) Anne is visiting from D.C. We met her um, a couple months ago, Um, and so she's back and ready to take action. I am. Yes. So, <laughs> okay, so glad us, to be back. Give us a life update and what's been going on in your life since you've last been on the show. Okay. Since I've last been on the show, I am currently in the process of moving into my own apartment mm, um, there near DC. So that's been um, good. Good. A lot of work, but good. And kind of a whirlwind. Oh, absolutely. It happened very fast. It did. It did. Um, <laughs> and just trying to put all the pieces together and get everything taken care of. Um, it's been a lot, but good and exciting. And other than that, really just enjoying all that Washington, D.C. has to offer. So much just history and um, beautiful architecture. Yeah. Um, and just getting comfortable um, in my job, really. But yeah. it's been good. Very yeah. good. That's awesome. Yep. Good. Love it. All right, so this week we watched episode 13, known as The One with the Boobies. Joey's dad is in town, and a secret is revealed that troubles Joey. Phoebe is dating a psychiatrist who managed to upset almost the entire group by analyzing them, and Rachel is furious when Chandler accidentally sees her boobs. So the there's a couple different talking points in this episode, but the first one that we're going to start off with based on kind of just it being the first thing that comes up is the psychologist. And it is revealed that Phoebe has a boyfriend and he's a psychologist. Um, So yeah, so let's talk about that and kind of how that plays out, I guess. Um, And you asked a question about like the girls because the episode really launches off with the girls gushing over him as the boyfriend. Um, And so did you want to like speak to that at all? Sure. I, I just took note of that and just thought back, is that something that I did? Like, they, she specifically said, now go away so we can talk about you. <laughs> and then they were just all gushing over the fact that she had a boyfriend and what was a, what was he like? And, you know, what did he like about her or what did she like about him? Um, and I'm like, did I do that? Like, with my girlfriends? Like, once a guy came along when I was younger? And we just all gushed yeah. over and talked about, like, oh, what is he like? And and that sort of thing. I don't yeah. know. Like, it just made me think, um, like, was I that type of person? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I probably did. Yeah. Oh, I know I did. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, like, just because they're older, you know, and doing it. Oh, like yeah. That, that's You know, true. like, gushing yeah. over him like that. Because they're in their, like, early 20s. But then Mid-20s. again, Mid-20s, maybe I would yeah. do that now if that were to happen again. I don't know. It probably. You know? I mean, I guess it'd be a little bit more sophisticated, maybe. But it yeah. kind of has – because it kind of has that, like, high school, like, okay, go away so we can talk about you. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Feel to it. But we find out that he's a psychiatrist. And this, like, tears up the group. <laughs> he, like, plucks them out one by one yes. and just, like, rips them apart. So a couple of us were, like, curious, like, would dating a therapist be – Like, what's that like? A good or a bad thing. Right, right. Because you have someone who's – like, Always do they ever analyzing. turn it off? Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't know. And in this episode, he doesn't. No, he clearly does not. Because he just goes at it. Yeah. And at first, they kind of welcome it. They're like, no, well, what do you mean? And he, like, right. kind of unwillingly speaks to Chandler. And he's like, what do you mean when the laughter stops? Like, what do you mean? And he, like, 
bums him out completely. <laughs> Which is just a funny, just a funny element. But he is sort of like me and you both and wrote like textbook Chandler. Yes. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, it's textbook. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's how all of these characters are. For sure. Like they are like the textbook versions of themselves. Yeah. In the casting and things like that. So, um, but I love how he just plows through the friend group when he's talking to Phoebe kind of at the very end. Like you can tell like Phoebe was like, oh, my friends don't like you. It's such a bummer. And he's like, well, I don't blame him with this codependent. Love me. Love me. Approve yes. of me. You're like, oh, my gosh. Like it kind of calls out the group. Like they kind of they kind of are like that. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of sure. are like they that. They really are. Which is weird. You mentioned the the analyzing of the friends. Yeah. So I pointed out or I picked out three of them because he didn't really explain much on Joey. That's true. That is true. Um, and he, they like kind of alluded to Rachel's, but they didn't really openly say what it was. She right. was just crying about her childhood. Um, but I think like we, we've seen all these things like Chandler having intimacy issues is textbook clear. We all know that. Right. Um, Ross's low, low self-esteem, <laughs> but I found it interesting how he said it was to compensate for oversha- for overshadowing a sibling. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. like, I guess he didn't really think about it like that. Yeah. And Monica for sure didn't think about it like that. No, mm-hmm. she was thrilled to have like an explanation. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Yeah. But then her love of food, which we all knew about. At the very end, yeah. he's yeah. like, they're just cookies. It's not love. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, so it starts out at, like, seemingly is a really good relationship. Like, you're cheering on Phoebe and her, like, new love interest ends up being – it ends up not being a good thing, which makes me wonder, like, is that just how it is? All you therapists out there, let us know. Are you like that? Like, do you turn it on and off or – I'm just so curious. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good to know. Because they always say, like, there's, like, kind of a stigma on therapists that they, like, themselves have their own, like – they're always like issues they're like basket case type people for sure another one of the um issues is really joey's kind of joey's Mm. family issues Mm -hmm. which is kind of one of the main points surrounding this like joey's dad comes to visit um so yeah who wants to start that conversation okay i will um i i love seeing i mean it was it was complex and for Joey, I just really enjoyed seeing how sweet he was with both his dad and his mom. And yeah. I mean, he was a little naive at first because, you know, this relationship had been happening for a while, apparently. Right. Um, and he didn't know, which I guess kudos to his dad for not, like, roping Joey into it. Sure. But I just yeah. thought it was sweet how Joey, like, he wanted his parents to be together. Yes. But he didn't do it in a way that was like, Dad, you're like you're an idiot. And, like, what are you doing? But like kind of coached his dad like no you need to be with mom yeah or ma whatever mm-hmm. he calls her and i don't know it was just a i i feel like joey is secretly like this super sweet guy that like every girl would love to be with but if you could just turn off that playboy factor yeah you know or the stupidity factor yeah. right. what more gets, right gets me yeah and that he's uh, just mm-hmm. like he's just kind of an idiot yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> but i think he's honestly like one of the he's like the best friend yeah like, he's a really good yeah. friend. Like, yeah. he's a really good son. He's just is so sacrificial in some of the things that he does throughout the seasons. Well, I, I feel like a lot of times have. the friends will come to him and, like, he'll know a secret. And it's yeah. like, I need you not to tell the rest of them. <laughs> and it's like, it eats away at him. But he's like, I'm not going to tell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. This this kind of whole 
I don't know, theme, I guess, for this episode really, like, as I'm watching it, just kind of got to me in a really big way because my family is kind of going through something like that. Like, my dad is super unfaithful to my mom and she's like in the midst of like finding out. And so there's this, all this like family drama around it. And Rachel makes a really good point where she's like, Oh, it like, this sucks. Like when did our parents become people? <laughs> like yeah. they are right. people who are figuring out their own junk outside of my like child relationship with them as a parent. And that's just such an interesting dynamic to walk through as you get older, that your parents are people too. And they're not just your parents. Like, they're they're not exempt from life issues simply because they're yeah. a parent. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. But, like, you don't realize that when you're younger. No. And then when you grow up, you're like, oh, I love you, Dad. But I'm not sure I like you as a person right now. Like, mm-hmm. there's just characteristics about you that I don't appreciate. And so this episode kind of was sort of like, I guess, what's the word? Like, triggered. Like, it just kind of got me in a weird way of just, like, this, like, it almost infuriated me. Like, it just made me so mad. Like... But you're right. Joey was so sweet. Yeah. But his dad, I was like, dad, like, his dad's an idiot. Like, like, how could you do both? Like, oh, just so mm-hmm. mad. Made yeah. me, it made me really angry. Um, but they kind of, like, navigated it really well with Rachel pointing out the fact that he's, like, got his own stuff. So, yeah. Um, I guess, like, man, I think I had the most notes on this one. Um, mm-hmm. But I loved how, like. Even Joey started contemplating his own life with, like, how he treats women. Oh, yes. Based on what his dad – he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is – like, it's making me contemplate. Like, this is what I do. Like, I go from one girl to another to another. And he's like, am I going to be the type of person – like, he's questioning his own character, Mm -hmm. which is, like, really good for Joey to kind of, like, reflect on something like that. It's kind of like a big thing for Joey. Yeah. Just in his own, like, maturity and development as a – as, like, a person. Um. But I think, like, your sweetness factor is the same, like, I kind of had a similar comment of, like, just his, like, his parenting. (laughs) It's so funny. He's like, now go to my room. (laughs) Like, he, like, makes him, like, separate and, like, him and Chandler are, like, on the bed together, like, because he didn't want them to, like, sleep together in the same bed. So (laughs) he just, like, parents, like, really funny, but it's really cute. Mm -hmm. Like, he does it in such a tender way. And what a good friend Chandler is. I mean, he's going along with this the whole time. You That's know what so I mean? true. Yeah. And just even helping him, like, talk through all these thoughts he's having about what type of person he is. Um, it just is a really good friend. That's and so he true. never yeah. complained, like, through any of it. Yeah. Yeah, their dynamic, like, the two of them together is just <laughs> so mm-hmm. good. So good. They're so funny together. Um, and I guess the biggest shock is, like, once you figure out the first half of half of the show is, like, you know, Joey's dad is like going behind the mom's back and all the things. And then the mom comes in and is like, what were you thinking, Joey? Like everything was fine. And, you know, his excuses were so terrible, but like, he's been so sweet to me because he's guilty when he comes home and it's like honeymoon every day. And I'm like, the mom, like, like, like she wants, how could you want that? Like, that's the best in life that you, yeah, like that's so terrible. Like, no one deserves that. Uh-uh. But, like, to settle for something like that is was just, like, dang. Like, mm-hmm. there are probably people out there who, I don't know, maybe they're scared to jump back into the dating scene or they don't know what life looks like outside of having a partner for, you know, 20, 30 years. And right. so they're afraid of what, like, what does divorce look like because I've been with someone for so long mm-hmm. that, like, then they choose to settle for something that is far beneath them and what they deserve is, like, just a human being. Yeah. But it's just interesting, the dynamic. Like, they played it up as, like, a funny, like, 
oh, Joey, how could you? You know, but that just, I'm sure there's people out there who like kind of settle for that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. sad. Yeah. And it, it makes me sad for them. That's you. You deserve better. Anyways. Okay. So then there's a couple of random thoughts on here that I couldn't really put into a category. And they were mostly both of your guys' comments. So, <laughs> so I wanted to go ahead and kind of like hand it over to you guys. Like what were some of the other outline things in this episode that kind of caught your attention enough to make you comment? Okay. Something else that I just noticed was Monica. Mm-hmm. She just seems so motherly all the time. When they were in the coffee shop, when Chandler was um, – getting talked to by Roger or Roger was evaluating <laughs> Chandler per se. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it looked like Chan- Chandler's, um, maybe his pride was just hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, a little. <laughs> <laughs> and so Monica, she's just so sweet and just seems so motherly. Like she just like reached over, you know, and like touched his arm. And then later on in one of the other scenes, when they were at her apartment, she was, she was baking. It looked like she was making cookies, but she just, seems to have this motherly um, just personality to her mm. that I just kind of see in just the scenes here and there. Um, and so, I don't know, it just she just seems really sweet in that sense. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to, like, take care of them and just love on them when they might be hurt or kind of down, that sort of thing. Yeah. I think that comes into play later on in the seasons, too. Um, spoiler, skip ahead 30 seconds. But when Chandler is trying to talk to the adoption, the girl who's trying to give the baby up for adoption, and they want to be considered, and he says, you know, like, Monica is a mother without a child. Like, she already is a mother. Mm-hmm. We, she just needs a child. Um, and and before, like, I guess my myself, I've never been like – that to me has never been like a, oh, my gosh, you're so right. Like, I just thought it was kind of like a throwaway line of like yeah. – but when you like for you to come in and like pick that up, I think that like adds to those later episodes when that's a thing. Mm. It's like for her to she does care for people. Yeah. And not just in a like, you know, non tangible caring way. Like she does do things for people. Yeah. And I think um I've really noticed in rewatching all these episodes again, like her relationship with Ross. Um mm has been really like you can tell like they're siblings and like they're just so sweet about it Mm. um but i definitely think yeah you mentioning that i had never thought of her as Mm -mm. being a mother figure really yeah but like looking at it kind of in that aspect and i could for sure see like out of the group she would definitely be the one and i think her like ocd tendencies like we've talked about and her you know i things have to be in order like also kind of plays in Mm. that and so you know, she's she may be like direct and ordering them around all the time, but I mean it it kind of plays into that. So no, yeah. I definitely that is that is a good point to point out. Yeah, I think they hyper focus more on like the OCD task driven taskmaster you know side of Monica. Yeah, but it really does stem from like a root I think of mothering, mm-hmm. um, which they don't highlight as much until later seasons. So mm-hmm. that's cool mm-hmm. that you picked that out that early. Yeah. And one other just little okay. side note was Rachel's Jean Holter top. <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. Was that when she was <laughs> wait, was that when she was in the coffee shop? No, it was when she was in the apartment. Um, kinda like in the middle of the show. I think that's when she actually ran into uh Chandler and Joey's apartment to see if she could catch Oh, uh, you're right. Chandler yes. in the bathroom. <laughs> and it was just 
it's like it had a pocket on the front, but it was like a legit jean halter top. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it before. I mean, the fashions. Oh, welcome to the 90s. Which is so great. <laughs> I know the 90s, like they have their own fashion, but like I can't even describe the fashion really because it was always so. I feel like it's urban. I feel like the 90s has this like urban vibe. Not suburban. <laughs> urban. <laughs> urban. <laughs> I feel like it has this, like, that's how, I don't know. Well, I could see that. Okay, so I have to admit, um, I felt like a five-year-old boy watching this episode. <laughs> I might have also been watching it in, like, a public place. So I don't know if that just, like, heightened, like, the, I just was feeling nervous that somebody else would see. I don't know what was happening in my brain. But I immediately, anytime they would say boobies or pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've never liked this, but I, like, wouldn't stop laughing. And I couldn't help it. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. Five-year-old boy in me, I guess. But Did you have headphones in or were you? I did. Oh, I think, okay. like, okay. subconsciously, you know, when you're watching something in public, yes, you're like, is anybody yes. watching me and, like, this? <laughs> yeah. judging this? Like, what is happening? Yeah. So yeah. every time they'd say it, I'd, like, giggle a little bit and <laughs> whatever. But That's awesome. It was oh, it was funny. But when Chandler in the very beginning, when he yes. snuck into the apartment, is going through their fridge and how high he jumped. Okay, yes. I saw your out. note on this. I saw your note on this before I started typing my notes. So I was watching for it, and he jumps so, so high. Like you see his entire body in the frame because yes. his legs come up. Like so it high. all like accordions together. Like he yeah. goes swoop and like. Yeah, it's so yeah, funny. Hilarious. Yes. It makes it very like exaggeratedly funny. Yeah, yeah, and then even he's... his expression, it, I almost put this as my favorite moment. Just because his expression, like after <laughs> she leaves the room, he's just like kind of like in agony of like, why did this happen? Like <laughs> it was so great. Or he maybe he was really happy job. about it. I don't know. Yeah, I think he secretly well, was. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. okay, so any more random comments? Any more of the outliers? I don't think so. Okay, so what was your favorite moment of the show? I mean, since we're on this topic, my favorite moment was when Rachel walked in on Joey in the shower because <laughs> she was desperately trying to get back at Chandler. Mm-hmm. But it turned out to be Joey and then just spiraled everybody seeing each other, like yeah. mm-hmm. all the way down to Monica seeing Joey's dad, <laughs> <laughs> which was unfortunate for it's her. It's the but, worst one. Yeah. Those yeah. funny. It is like a huge plot point, but it felt like more of like a gag plot point, like something to just weave the whole show together. Right. But I also so think there wasn't a lot of kind of like you were talking about with Joey's Joey's like line in it, and it was mm-hmm. just a little bit more serious. Right. I feel like mm-hmm. this was like to keep the comic the relief. Comic count. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right for sure. So and that's probably <laughs> probably the inside of me is just like I don't really want to think about serious right now. I'm gonna go to the funny. So yeah, but okay. Funny. What about you, Anne? Mine was and this wasn't easy because Chandler I feel like Chandler like did such a good job in this episode so many just good moments when doesn't he <laughs> well said the way. well, well said. I can tell who her favorite character <laughs> is <laughs> um but I went with Ross at the table with Raj because Raj always like cut everybody's name in half <laughs> um but just Ross his expressions to me they're so great and like you always know right where he's at and so he's sitting at the table when Roger is in a sense evaluating him and like he just can't handle it (laughs) and just his expressions were just so funny to me (laughs) he seemed really genuinely like how how how, why why what why right right. he was all over the place (laughs) but it was a good one 
Okay, mine was, um, I think, just, like, the other continual plug of, like, I hate that guy. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it just, like, slowly, like, oh, we all want to go out to dinner together. And they're like, oh. And she's like, what? Like, it's just a, a thing that, like, at the end, they're like, we hate that guy. Like, it's just so, like, evident. But that mm-hmm. whole, like, little thread, I think it's really <laughs> funny that I loved. So, okay. One thing that we wanted to do um, in the new year um, is talk with all of our friends about which friend are you. Okay. So this can be cross-gender because okay. there's character – like their it's characteristics are yeah. so different. So which one do you think you are most like personality-wise? I'm going to need your help just because I haven't seen – these episodes or shows in quite a while. Okay. And so I'm just not as familiar with the characters at this point. And so I don't know. I would lean towards Monica just because I have a servant's heart and I love people. I love helping. Um, And I guess just from this past episode, those are some characteristics that I noticed about her. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm pretty easygoing. Um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what to say just because I don't feel like I know the characters as in-depth yet at this point, just since I'm kind of coming back to watching Friends again. For sure. So. Okay. I have a thought on this. Okay. okay. I thought, I think that you, now this is going to be out of left field. <laughs> I think that you could be, I think like if you think you're like Monica, but Monica is doing those things from a place of like control. Oh, no. And needing to, like, have a hold on her environment where, like, you are such, like, a helper. But I also Mm -hmm. think that you're a loyalist. And I think that, like, Chandler is a loyalist. Like, he is loyal. And you're loyal. Like, Mm -hmm. you're loyal to your employers. You're loyal to your friends. You're loyal to your family. So I would think that you have more of, like, Chandler often gets, like, because he's so funny. Right. But he is, like, very much loyal to his people. Okay. So I think I think I would type you. A Chandler. A Chandler. With a little hint of Ross, I think. <laughs> yeah? Okay, Llewellyn's pointing at me. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, like, I, I, I can, I see loyalist in you. Um, okay, we need to stop using that language though, because that's definitely Enneagram language. Okay. But I did it, so oh, no, you're good. Um, I'll start. Just over. say I'll like I over. see, like you definitely are yeah, a loyal yeah, yeah. person. Um, so I I definitely see that you're a loyal person, and I see the Chandler in you. However, <laughs> I would I think you lean more as a Ross personally. Okay. Um, and this could be that you know you and I have a different relationship than. Leanne and you have so that's that could also play into it Mm -hmm. um and I mean I know that we talk down about Ross all the time (laughs) yes you do like wait wait don't label me as a Ross because I know what that means no no but I think Ross Ross does have this like this sweet side to him that um he he always does think of other people like he always wants people to be happy and be um like cared for and kind like all of that and i i definitely see that in you um and you're also also the the intelligence that's in ross like you you are very you're very much a, a careful thinker and you think through things yes and so yeah. i see that piece in you yeah and that's like, so, so true. that's kind of where i think Ooh. 
a little more of a Ross, but I do see the loyal okay. as well. You're, so. you're, you're a halfer. A you're a half Chandler. Okay. You're a, a Choss. <laughs> a, 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 I'll take it. A Randler. Well, <laughs> Randler. Even better. Ross Chandler. Randler. Okay, that was fun. That was good. Okay, that I like that a lot. Um, okay, so then um, another thing that I thought would be fun just for this specific episode, because we brought we had the storyline of a psychiatrist, thought that would be fun, especially because it's such a hot topic in the world right now of the Enneagram, which is a personality assessment test that you take and it helps you figure out just more of how you're wired and things. So we have typed the six characters out of friends and we're going to share them with you some of their characteristics. And then you can let us know what you guys think on social media. Cause some of them are hard to type. Yeah, for sure. But we think we've come up with the most, the most accurate that we can. So want to alternate, we can just go back and forth. Sure. Okay. So I'll start with Monica. Um, we think Monica is an Enneagram one. She stands up for her friends. She's organized and she stays on top of her tasks. She's very goal driven, like right and wrong driven. Like I want things to be my way, um, which is very much the um, perfectionist type one. Uh, next up would be Chandler. And we typed him as a six, also known as the loyalist. Um, and just some of the things that we've noticed about Chandler is that he is very loyal to others um, but he also, another thing with sixes is they're also very cautious. So while he is very loyal, it takes a bit for him to trust people, um, and to get to have them like earn his trust. Um, but he also, another thing about him is he wants to always prove himself. And I think you see that a lot in just the way, I think the way he interacts with women, especially, <laughs> he's always trying to just prove that he is worthy enough, um, and so I think that really kind of explains Chandler to a fault almost. And especially like in this episode where we talked about his intimacy issues, I think that mm-hmm. plays a lot into a six as well because they tend to have a lower self-esteem. Um, and so, yeah, that's Chandler. So the next one is Joey. We typed Joey as a seven simply because he is kind of the life of the party. He's in a good mood all the time. Um, and so he, yeah, we typed him as a seven. Uh, Next up, Phoebe, we typed as a nine. Um, You know, she's that peacemaker person that uh, she doesn't like feeling left out. And she's very accepting and easygoing of everybody. So nine for Phoebe. Next up, we've got Ross, who we typed as a five. The five is the investigator. He is like alert. He's always curious, um, kind of able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills for him being a paleontologist, like that idea of like complex skills. Um, they also can be, um, sort of like isolated, um, which he is like one of the friends that like, he doesn't have a roommate. He, he's the only one that doesn't have a roommate and never lives with anybody else in the friend group. So he is kind of like independent and on his own in that way. Um, They're inventive and um, they can often become preoccupied with like imaginary constructs, Um, but they can be also become detached uh, and yet high strung and intense. So that is very much (laughs) Ross Geller. 
Okay, so last up we have Rachel, which we have typed as a three, which is also known as the achiever. Um, things that make Rachel a three are things like she is well-liked by everybody. Um, she very much cares about her image. I think we see this from the get-go with, mm-hmm. you know, the walking out on Barry and like having to transform her life from like rich to poor and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and then in later seasons, you kind of see her ambitious, like ambitiousness come out um, with the job she has and all of that. A uh, few other things about the achiever, AKA Rachel. Um, we see that she needs to be validated in order to feel worthy. I feel like a lot of times mm-hmm. she needs, yeah. needs to hear from other people that she is good enough is, um, worthy of that. Um, a couple other things, they are very extroverted and charismatic, which I think we see a lot in Rachel. So yeah, so that is our take on the friends Enneagrams. Um, let us know your thoughts. Like if you think that we're wrong in any of them. Yeah. Or if you think that state your claim. Yeah. Let us know. (laughs) I mean, we obviously don't know the whole in and outs of every Enneagram, so we could be wrong, but just from a, you know, little look, Generics, this is what we think. Yeah, standpoint. So yeah. let us know what you think on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter, um, the one with pod and the one with friends for Facebook, as well as our email. And all those will be in the show notes so you can connect with us so we can connect with you. Just wanted to let you know a friendly reminder that there will be no show next week. They take a really random break uh, at the end of January. And so we will see you back in a few short weeks. Yep. And we will catch you next time on the One with Friends podcast. <laughs>